Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. So, if you're joining us more or less live, if you've been keeping up, if you've been following for a little while, then you know that this is day two of our week of lyric writing tools, and therefore I believe this is the first podcast ever to come out on a Tuesday. So that's exciting. Um, If you are joining us sometime in the future, then this week of will probably mean nothing to you because it will just be multiple podcasts in a row. But there will be six or seven, I haven't decided yet, but at least six um, with this theme of lyric writing tools. And our first day was the lyric writing tool of the big reveal. And today is parallelism. Now, I want to clarify right away that this is, we're right now we're going for macro parallelism. So... I'm not talking about parallelism within lines where, you, you know, you, you match up the words and you match up the syllables to kind of draw a parallel sort of on the, the line level. This is more parallelism in the larger sense uh, where you're draw, drawing a par- parallel between two actual subject matters. Um, so we'll go with a movie example first because that's what we did with the big reveal and we're probably going to do that with all of these um and we're going to do star wars because star wars is is so well known for its parallels uh so much to the point that um you know some of the parallels maybe were taken a little too far to almost be copies uh in episode seven according to some people i don't really want to get into that discussion because i could have a two-hour podcast just on that, and maybe you want that, but in theory, that's not what you're here for, so we're not going to dive into that. But um, for, for the sake of this, we're mostly going to talk about the parallels between Luke and Anakin with um, the sequel trilogy, sorry, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, so one through three and four through six. So both Luke and Anakin lose their hands. A parallel, which, by the way, is used in the final battle of episode six, where Luke sees his father's mechanical hand that he has chopped off, or rather he sees what's left of it, um, and sees, looks at his own hand uh, and sees that, you know, they, they both have that in common. So that parallel is really drawn there, but they both lose their hands. And then both, as well as Rey from the sequel trilogy, come from small beginnings on a desolate desert planet. Um, in case of Anakin and Luke, of course, both Tatooine. And then a big one. And one that so- sometimes people miss, which always surprises me. They both have their temptation scene with Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Emperor Palpatine, a.k.a. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Um, and... Episode six, of course, there is the the final fight scene, right, with the Anakin versus Vader. 
sorry, Luke versus Vader. <laughs> Anakin versus himself. Um, Luke versus Vader. And Luke wins, and then Sidious, you know, if, if you'll notice, right, like, so if you go look up the scene, Sidious is sitting, of course, on that sort of cold metal-looking chair with space behind him. And then he tempts Luke, the young, promising Jedi, to kill his father, who is the Sith apprentice, right? Because Sidious himself is the, is the Sith master, tempts him to kill him. And Luke does the right thing and does not kill his father, right? And that's, you know, it's not the, quite the end of the movie, but that's basically the conclusion of, of his arc in that trilogy, is he makes that right choice. And then, you know, his father throws Sidious over the edge. Um, and th But also, in episode three, that scene is paralleled early in the movie with the final showdown between Anakin and Count Dooku, a.k.a. Darth Tyrannus. Uh, Palpatine is in basically the same chair, if you look at it. It's really basically the same chair. Now, in this case, yes, he's fastened to the chair or whatever because he's theoretically a prisoner. But... It's a very similar chair, and similarly, there's space behind him. And also similarly, the young, promising Jedi defeats the Sith Apprentice, and Sidious tempts him to kill that, um, to kill that Sith Apprentice, uh, which is his apprentice, of course. And in that case, Anakin makes the wrong choice, which really sets the rest of the movie for his final turn to the dark side, because unlike his son, who in episode six uh, will go on to make the right choice, he made the wrong choice. So that's really the kind of parallelism we're talking about here, the, the macro parallelism on a large scale. And we can do that same thing with our songs. And I know I've used this in a couple examples recently, but that's because it's so chock full of good stuff for us to, uh, to really look at. And um, that's, again, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. So this song has some fantastic parallelism uh, because the whole song revolves around the idea of escaping to a better life, um, which is what the Fast Car is symbolic of. And you know what? Let's, we're going to go through the lyrics piece by piece, decently fast, to really see this parallel at work. So it starts like, you get a fast car, I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. So she wants to escape. Any place is better, starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something, but me, myself, I got nothing to prove. So she's at zero, as she says, and you... The person she's talking to in this car, in the song, has a fast car, and therefore she sees this person as her way of escape from her current life. Moving on. You get a fast car. I get a plan to get us out of here. I've been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. We won't have to drive too far, just across the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. So the, the stage is set here, right? She's, she's poor. They're both poor. And they want to escape their current life. 
and she sees hope in him and in his fast car uh, for escape. You see, my old man's got a problem. He lived with the bottle. That's the way it is. So, alcoholic. He says his body's too old for working. I say his body's too young to look like his. So he's an alcoholic who can't take care of himself. Uh, well, actually, we haven't gotten to that part yet. But so far, we know he's an alcoholic and he can't work. My mama went off and left him. She wanted more from life than he could give. I said, somebody's got to take care of him. So I quit school and that's what I did. So she's had to go. So, so she's in poverty, right? She has her job saving up a little bit of money. And now the stage is set that her father's an alcoholic who can't work anymore because probably because of his alcoholism, right? So self-inflicted wound. Um, and she had to quit school in order to take care of him. And that's part of what she wants to escape. Then the chorus. So I remember we were driving, driving in your car. The speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights lay out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I had a feeling that I belonged. I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. On to the second verse. You get a fast car. We go cruising, entertain ourselves. You still ain't got a job, and I work in the market as a checkout girl. So, earlier, she mentioned she's working at the convenience store. Now she's moved up to the market as a checkout girl. And the person she's put her hope in still doesn't have a job. I know things will get better. You'll find work, and I'll get promoted. We'll move out of the shelter, buy a bigger house, and live in the suburbs. So apparently they're in a shelter now. Homeless shelter is, is uh, what's implied there. So see, I remember we were driving, driving in your car, the speed's so fast, so the chorus goes again. You get a fast car, and I get a job that pays all our bills. You stay out drinking late at the bar. See more of your friends than you do of your kids. I'd always hope for better. Thought maybe together you and me'd find it. I got no plans. I ain't going nowhere. So take your fast car and keep on driving. See, I remember when we were... So it goes back to the chorus. And the final part is you get a fast car, but is it fast enough so you can fly away? You got to make a decision. Leave tonight or live and die this way. So... The parallel drawn here, right, is between her father and then this person she's talking about, or man, or whatever he is, um, in this song. So her father was a was left by her mother because he was a drunk, because he didn't work, he didn't provide, and he just, you know, was rotting away doing nothing and this person she put faith in and hope in and from the beginning is like you get a fast car and you know let's fly away together we can both make it out of this life and she works her way up and through throughout the song right she starts at a convenience store she gets to a grocery store then she gets that promotion is highly implied um by the fact that she reveals that I got a job that pays all our, bi all our bills. 
But then he stays out drinking late at the bar. See more of your friends than you do of your kids. So all this time she has hope in this, this guy with the fast car. And he turns out to be just like her father. Maybe even worse. Um, because her father, we don't necessarily have reason to believe he didn't spend time with her. I guess he kind of had to because he was, he was <laughs> stuck at home. But um, but this guy doesn't even have time for their kids. So after all her time and work and effort into escaping uh, and her faith in this this guy with the fast car, he ends up just being her father. So the, the hope that she put in him was, uh, you know, he's, he let her down. And the tragedy is that she's, you know, she's, she's stuck with the same thing she started with, right? Somebody who, who doesn't hold up their end of the bargain, really. So there's an example of a parallelism, right? It, it adds depth to the tragedy of this song because the tragedy is that after all this work she's done, all of the effort she's put into escaping and the one thing she put hope in for escape doesn't actually turn out to be escape for her. So much that by the end she's saying, go ahead, use your fast car to get out of here. So we'll go over one more example. This time, a song of mine, which is also the song that we did in the iterative lyric writing uh, podcast, which I highly recommend. Go check that one out. Uh, I take you through, I think, nine different iterations, nine different versions of a chorus as I incrementally make it better and better. Um, so highly recommend that one. I believe it's podcast 30. So, this is another example of parallelism. The song's called Flightless. And the song is sung from the perspective of an old man who hears only one bird song as winter approaches. Uh, at the beginning, he says, um, Hello, nurse. Yes, there's something wrong. Yesterday, birds filled the air. But today, there's just one song. You say that winter's coming and they have to fly away. So why do I still hear a song? What made this friend stay? So there's one bird left. And then the reason is revealed in the chorus. You see this bird has a broken wing and forgets his troubles with song. Though he's left to winter alone and he knows he won't last long. So the stage is set here, right? You have somebody who's talking to a nurse, so it's implied at this point that he's in someone else's care, right? He's not taking care of himself. We don't know he's old yet, but so far we know that much. And <clears throat> there's this bird that is left. And all of the other birds have gone south because there's only one song left now, and he still hasn't. And we know why. Um, because he has a broken wing, so he's forgetting his troubles with his song. Even though he's left to winter alone and he knows one last song. So then the man decides to take him under his wing. Uh, I guess, pun intended. 
I don't want it to be. I don't think it was, but I hate when people are always like, no pun intended, when they clearly intended it. I don't think I did, but brain works in funny ways. So anyway, uh, bring him here. The world needs his song. I may be frail and old, but I can make him strong. See, he might have family, or he might be all alone, but every life's a gift from his to my own. So there, you're starting to draw a parallel, right? Because he says, see, he might have a family, or he might be all alone, but every life's a gift from his to my own. So now, you sort of, all, all everything that he said before gets a little colored, recolored, if you will. It has added depth of meaning now that he's, he's started to draw this parallel um, from his life to my own. And then he really solidifies that with the second chorus, which goes like, I know the ache of a lonely heart that cheers itself with song, clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. So now he's identifying with this bird, right? Um, they're both lonely hearts that cheer themselves with song, because in the first chorus we learned that the bird is cheering itself with song. Clinging to a restless world where burdens don't last long. So you, you're starting to see here how... The, there's this parallel drawn of they both are sort of, you know, see themselves. Well, the bird might not have the capacity to see itself, but the man sees in the bird and sees in what the world sees when it looks at the bird, what the world sees when it looks at him. So he's drawing this parallel of, of how he feels the world sees him as a, a burden and the world is restless. It's, it's too busy moving on to the next thing. Uh, to care about him, and he sees that same attitude towards the bird, and and you can see his sort of resistance to that, based on the fact that he's saying, "No, I may be frail and old, um, but I can make him strong." So this parallel is drawn between the old man who is flightless and the bird who is flightless. And then the rest of the song goes on colored that way, right? So, so now the parallel has been drawn. So anytime I decide to say something about the man's perspective on something or how the man sees the bird, you're kind of seeing how he would want the world to see him versus how the world actually sees him, which is also revealed by things he says. So it's a way to sort of add extra layers here of, of how the man sees a life that is, you know, quote-unquote a burden, uh, versus how the world does, or at least how he believes the world does. Um, so that, that parallel, <clears throat> again, like in Fast Car, just adds, adds depth to what the song is trying to say, and adds, adds just that extra layer to the song that you wouldn't have without a parallel. So a parallel can really allow you to sort of compare and contrast too. So like back to the Star Wars example, um, it's because both these songs, right, it's, it's clearly used mostly as a comparison tool. Uh, but with Star Wars, especially with the Anakin and Luke, how they both respond to their temptation scene, you see the comparison, right? Because it's, it's, they're, they're very similar. They both have the cut-off hand. They both come from the same place, that desert planet where they were a nobody. Um, but now they're contrasted, right, by, by that temptation scene. Because one makes the right choice, one makes the wrong choice. And the one that makes the right choice, that's, that's what separates him from just being his father. That's what makes him 
better, if you want to see it that way, than his father. So I hope that this really gives you an idea of, of the power of parallelism and inspires you to really use parallelism in your next song. And if you're with us again live, where you will be hearing this on the 6th of August in 2019, there will be another podcast out tomorrow. Um, and all of these, of course, have an accompanying uh, blog post at my website at songwritertheory.com. And so expect another podcast tomorrow. And then we're going to have a whole week of going over different lyric writing tools. So I hope you join us. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.